Gravitane Podcast. Gain Gravitane, you have Jeff here. Before we dive into the show today, we have some exciting news that we've been holding on to. As of this month, Gain Grow Retained is officially part of the HubSpot Podcast Network, and this becomes a really important milestone for our community and brings more validation to customer success. Uh, something I love about the HubSpot Podcast Network is all the inspiring shows dedicated to helping professionals learn, grow, and scale their businesses. Uh, if you love Gain Grow Retain and want to check out other shows like us, I'm a big fan of First Mil- My First Million, I Digress, and The Salesman. Check out all these shows and more at HubSpot.com slash podcast network. So thanks, everyone. It sounded like from what little I was jumping in on some of the, the different rooms as I was getting to hear some great conversation going on around the topics of building relationships with customers. And it sounded like especially some of the conversations around disengaged customers and building relationships in that way. So really excited to get to hear from all the different groups today. So a uh, quick reminder for everybody before we, we share, especially if you're jumping in and it's not the person who's the representative for your group sharing to use the hand raise and we'll make sure we, we call on you and get to you in that order. And then feel free to put anything in the chat as well as you're going. And so as we dive in, wanted to start with, I know each group was uh, supposed to, at least in theory, pick a representative. So as we get ready to start, wanted to jump in and see if the representative from group one uh, had anything to share. And so as the quick reminder, group one was Diana, Jessica, Mackenzie, Stephanie, and JT. So who was the, uh, the representative for that group? And we'll, we can dive right on in with any of the thoughts you had specifically around building relationships with customers? Um, we actually didn't get around to picking a representative because we were so chatty, but I'll, um, I'll start off because I took some notes and then um, if anyone else in my group wants to, to add or um, interrupt me, please feel free to, to do so. Um, so, uh, sorry, Stephanie here from Predict HQ. Nice to meet everyone. Um, We came up with a a couple of themes in terms of building relationships. One of the big themes that came up was around how to actually communicate with your customer. Um, So a lot that came up was the preferred method of communication, be that Slack, um, in-app communication came up a lot. Um, And just, I think, communicating with the customer in the way that they want to receive it um, makes it a lot, lot easier. Um, and it seemed to have an effect for all of us. Um, another theme that came up um, was executive sponsorship. Um, this goes across really good communication, but then also re-engaging disengaged customers. Um, from my side, we've tried to identify an executive sponsor right from the beginning. Um, and then it, it does work for those disengaged customers as well. Um, the big thing for me there is um, JT had asked, you know, do you kind of ghost write for your exec sponsors? And I said, I think it's really important to have a genuine connection. Um, you know, so what our exec sponsors try to do is draw on some uh, experience from maybe their previous roles or their personal life to engage in the right way. So we choose the executive sponsor um, in a very specific and intentional way. Um Another item that came up was all around um, mutual success plans, um, understanding priorities and getting that in order right at the beginning to understand how priorities might have shifted uh, for your different departments, for your different customers. That's always really helpful to refer back to. 
Um, and then JT was also mentioning right at the beginning with, with BD or sales um, aligning with the different departments. So not just the, the direct department that you're in contact with, but actually getting out into the different departments to see, um, you know, if their decisions, their stakeholders, um, you know, and their intentions are going to affect your, your renewal down the line and ensuring that you're getting out and engaged with those various other departments as well. Um, so those were the high level themes that came up. I'm, I'm not too sure if anyone else wants to add any thoughts from my, my group. Awesome. Sounds like a good summary. One thing I'd love to hear from either anyone else in, in your group or even the broader group, because I think you touched on something really key there, two particular things, uh, which were the going into other departments, but also the as far as relationship building, tailoring your communication channel to the individual. Uh, I'd be curious to hear how do people go about approaching finding what that ideal channel is? So anybody can feel free to I'll raise your hand. In. I'd love to hear. Oh, I'll jump in. I like to ask clients what their preferred channel is when you speak to them and then they'll say, yeah, you know what, let's create a Slack channel. Great. I wouldn't have known that. I'm not a mind reader. Or maybe they'll say, oh, I prefer this way. So asking transparency. Love that. Love that. Love that. Awesome. Thanks for sharing there, Stephanie. And then oh, uh, Ashley looks like you were, had the hand raised there. Yeah, that we talked about that. Just wanted to add to it something that as far as channels go and what's culturally acceptable. So kind of thinking about that, we were talking about um, if it's okay to like text your customer or not. And some people in our group, you know, text them often and had, you know, deals closed over text message. And so I think it goes to two points where one, you have to build a relationship to get to a point where you can, but just I, you know, I never really thought about texting some of my customers before, but maybe now I, I will. And, you know, kind of, you have to build a relationship to get there. So kind of thinking, what are some ways to build a relationship where it is personal? Like a text message tends to be more personal than a Slack message or an email. So I think another point that our group touched on that's related to the channel is putting yourself in the position like to have to build that relationship. Don't, so scheduling customer calls in the mornings and maybe your internal calls in the afternoons. This way you get customers when they're fresh and they're you know more focused and they're not counting down the hours until they can go get their kids, go have dinner or do whatever they do after work. Um, and I know, like I said, you know, I specifically don't schedule any trainings on Friday afternoons. So just kind of thinking about when you're in front of your customer, making sure it's the most, giving yourself the best chance to have a small talk and build that relationship. Awesome. Love that. Especially the idea there of, of using small talk and, and baking that in and allowing that that'll be part of the, the meeting. And anybody who's known me for any length of time knows I'm a, a broken record about the idea that small talk is not, not wasted time on a call when, when used with intentionality. So thanks for sharing that, Ashley. Love that. So would love to hear similarly from group two. So in case you didn't catch what, what room you were, that's the room with Allie, Amy, Rob, Natalie, and Haley. So if you had a representative or if not even just an impromptu representative, feel free to, to jump in. I'd love to hear a little bit of what your room talked about as far as the relationship building. Yeah, so I think that'll be me as the representative. 
Um, when we discussed uh, the topic today, we did uh, talk about, you know, when do you ask that? So um, a lot of times asking what's the preferred method of communication during onboarding, um, that first contact or interaction that you have with the contact and also setting up the, the cadence. So what are those preferred methods, whether it's email, Slack, uh, texting, Teams meeting, um, and then the cadence and being mindful of their time. So I definitely agree. Mondays and Fridays is not always the greatest times to have meetings. So just making sure that they have their input. Um, we also talked about just from the pandemic, people like a lot more of that human first contact. Um, so a lot less emails, people don't really want to respond as much to emails. So uh, more calling that you're seeing done. Uh, so sometimes it's, if you're making the call, how do you make sure that you get a call back if they don't act, uh, answer? So we're asking to leave a voicemail or not to leave a voicemail. Um, and I think the general uh, consensus was leave a voicemail. Um, that was, uh, I think what we decided on, but some people said that they don't leave voicemails or they might not know how to check a voicemail. So big, uh, definitely consider some of those things. Um, I actually have clients myself who call me. And so they always leave me a voicemail and, um, follow up with an email as well. Um, I think that has been established based on what's been done through the sales process. So I've seen um, trends based on if your sales rep was more email communication or called them more often, that kind of carried through with me. Uh, so setting boundaries around, are they calling me too much? Because sometimes you can start to create your favorite accounts, even though you should not be spending that much time with that account, but they get to be um, account that gets more attention because they're the ones reaching out. So making sure that you're mindful of setting those boundaries. Um, you can always email back and say, you know, we have a meeting next week. Um, let's bring this to the table at that point in time. Um, I think I would also say building good relationships is starting off with that human first contact. So when you are having a touch point with them, just asking them about themselves or, you know, dealing with a lot right now with the pandemic. So just making sure it's that people first and human first interaction before jumping into business. Um, we also talked about sharing a good meeting agenda ahead of time, just making sure that clients know that if you are meeting or, and having some type of engagement, it's going to be valuable for them to attend. Um, so there were a couple different ways that we discussed sharing meeting agendas. Um, there is definitely sharing the agenda within the meeting itself so that they have insight into what is going to be discussed during that actual meeting. Um, Natalie actually took it a step further and she shares a, a shared document, like a Google document with the client so that they can also add in their agenda topics to the conversation. Um, so she's basically been able to help train and create healthy habits of ahead of the meeting time. You're both going into that document so that you're both having insight into the specific meeting agenda uh, for that uh, interaction together. So um, really good examples from the team today or the group uh, around this topic. All right, we wanted to take a minute. And if you haven't implemented a CRM system into your business, now is the time. A CRM platform is at the heart of scaling your side hustle into your success story. CRM platforms take any customer interaction and transform that interaction into valuable data and insights. 
allowing you to strengthen relationships with your customers and grow your business. With tools for marketing, sales, customer service, content management, and operations, the HubSpot CRM platform is fully customizable for whatever your business needs. Use HubSpot to meet customer demand, align your teams, and work smarter without slowing down. With total control and over 650 integrations, HubSpot is totally customizable and purpose-built for businesses big and small. Whether you're just getting started or looking for all the bells and whistles, HubSpot is the number one CRM platform for scaling businesses. Learn more about how you can customize your CRM platform with HubSpot at HubSpot.com. Now back to the show. Thanks for sharing that and summarizing what sounds like a, a fantastic conversation there. Um, love the idea of the, I'd never thought of, so great idea from Natalie on the sharing a Google Drive to have the agenda. I've shared it before, but never done it in a way where they could input like that. One thing that you said there, Haley, I'd love to ask kind of the broader group around, you gave a really great tactical example of what it looks like to set up a boundary in our relationships with customers and you used the example of emailing when there's already a standing meeting. I think that that touches key on something that can be helpful in building our relationships. I'd love to hear from anyone else in the, the broader group as well. What are some tactics that, that you've all used to establish boundaries and customer relationships to stop from doing what Haley said of creating those favorite customers that are getting more time than they actually should. I see. So Amy, I yeah, feel free to love to hear. Yeah. Yeah, we, we have one um, customer who I adore him, but he's one of those who will sort of take on the big favorite role because he's, you know, always reaching out. Um, and so what we've actually done internally is, well, what he'll do is he'll leave the same message for three or four different people in the organization. And then if everybody responds to him, then we're spending a lot of time. Um, and so what we do now is whenever you get a message from this particular guy who's adorable, but we all slack each other internally and say, okay, hey, you know what, Terry, this looks like, sounds to the message like it's in your field. Can you handle that call? And then the rest of us, you know, he knows we, you know, he'll get a response. He just likes to try, you know, to reach out to multiple people. Love that, kind of a united front internally. That's, uh, mm -hmm. that's helpful. So it looks like, did you just come off on mute there, Haley? I wasn't sure if you were gonna yeah. add something or just, I, yeah, I was gonna say, I could tell. <laughs> something that, that just came up uh, for me, when you mentioned that, Amy, was just remembering to stay in your lane. So if you have specialized your customer success team, remember what your focus is. You are you know, coaching and consulting and you're strategizing with clients if you're in customer success, whereas customer su support is more of that how-to. So making sure that if they are reaching out to you of more of a support question, just filtering that into the right avenues for them to create healthy habits for those future instances. So they're not reaching out to you for everything. There's other teams that they have access to and resources that they have access to. So they're not just always reaching out to you as that point of contact. So stay in your lane. Love that. Allie, I see the, the hand raised there. Hi, um, yes, my hand was raised this time. Sorry about the first time. Um, it's a good point about staying in your lane was just wondering if anyone else on the call was in a situation where maybe those lanes weren't so defined at your company. So sometimes you have challenges like 
I'm only one person. I'm not going to like define the entire universe at, at my company, but your, your clients are, don't always understand that. So if anyone had that challenge and how they maybe overcame it, would be happy to hear. Because what you were just talking about before, Haley, is like how it should be and it makes sense, but that's not always how it, it works. Absolutely. Does anybody have any specific thoughts on how they've tackled that challenge? Um, Ali, yeah. I think addressing that right at the beginning, so um, maybe during the onboarding call, the introduction to CS um, is going to be the most helpful thing. I know that that's not really helpful when it's when it's gone too far, um, but we do try to actually present that onto a deck and say, this is going to be the communication cadence. Are we all in agreement? And just having those documents that you can reference back to again, um, that is kind of this mutual agreement between ourselves and the customer has been helpful to me in the past. <clears throat> Love that. Okay. Stacey, I like see the that. idea oh, at the beginning. Oh, no, I was saying I like <laughs> the idea of setting, setting the expectations for the beginning. It will definitely give me something to think about. Thank you. Uh, one of the things that, that I'm actually in the process of doing right now is defining those roles and responsibilities for my team, because I noticed there was a lot of, when I first came in, there was a lot of overlap. And then if there's overlap, I assumed that there were probably gaps. So we've really taken the time to identify what are all the jobs to be done, who should be doing them so that we're much more clear internally on those lanes and then can communicate that back to the customers. Because if we're not clear, customers are definitely not going to be clear. Absolutely. Love that the internal clarity needed first, and it looks different at different maturity stages for CS orgs and companies where the lines are blurred in earlier phase. So, comes with the territory, in some cases. But great conversation there. Would love to hear. I know we're coming up on about the last five or so minutes. Would love to hear from the representative on uh, Group Three anything that came out from the the conversation, and that's Amarachi, Eric, uh, Jeanne, Katya, and Kathleen. We didn't really pick a representative, and since nobody spoke up, I know Katya had to drop off the call. Um, but we had a big chat also around uh, something that Haley mentioned, which was the human first approach. Um, we started to talk about, you know, pandemic setting in and the effects that that had on our business. And um, counselor was a word that we utilized. Um, none of our teams have specialized training in that field per se. Uh, but we all sort of got crashed courses as we became uh, whatever, you know, our customers needed, um, you know, and still are, obviously, but I think folks have adapted and settled in a little bit more so than when things on the onset with lockdowns and, and various, you know, closures and things like that that were going on. So uh, we just had a lot of talk about uh, relationship development and in the stages of the pandemic where it wasn't really about um, the business relationship. It was just about a personal or necessary relationship and allowing the discussions to sort of go wherever the customers wanted them to go. You've got to meet them where they are and, and be um, what, they, what they need you to be. 
So I'm not sure if anybody else from the group wants to chime in, but um, there was a lot of that, a lot of small and medium-sized business discussion about, um, you know, whether they were going to survive through the pandemic. And that just takes the discussion in a completely different direction in a lot of different cases of survival mode versus, you know, growing a business. Yeah, if you don't mind me adding, um, this is Eric from Group 3. Uh, another, uh, well, a pattern that I saw here is that <clears throat> you want to have your, you know, the conversations that you have, whether it's with customers or internal um, stakeholders, is um, there always needs to be an intention, right? Um, so that's something that we also spoke about, too, is when you're speaking to customers, well, what are some of those intentions? Why are you reaching out to them? Likewise, when you're speaking with internal uh, stakeholders, what's the intention of, of, of speaking to them? And so... Just want to share this um, uh, this pattern that I that I noticed that um, with each conversation, and I believe it was mentioned earlier that you know there needs to be an intention when you're speaking to someone. Um, it's like earlier, um, don't remember who said it, but with the small talk example, um, you're not necessarily wasting time with small talk, and in fact, small talk is uh, really valuable to build that relationship and even to maintain it. Um, so that's something that I wanted to add to the conversation. Love it. I think there was a lot of uh, really valuable pieces in there and especially those pieces there about, <coughs> excuse me, um, about how to use the opportunities that we have, which at the beginning of the pandemic and, and everything like that. And uh, Regita actually, I think was gonna ask a, a question there. You, you pinged me there uh, to Janae about, oh, I'll let you ask it, Regita. I think Eric actually already answered it because it's this delicate balance, right, between wanting to be there for the client and wanting to make sure that we're not putting business over the personal, which a lot of us had to encounter over the course of the pandemic, while also still getting to our business objectives and making sure that, to Eric's point, we're putting intention into our conversations. So really interesting points, both to Eric and Janae on that. I think that um, anchoring our conversations while still making them sensitive to the client is super important. Yeah, great point there. Love it. And we are coming right up on time here. Um, so really quick, anybody have any final thoughts on the topic from anything that came in their group? Well, maybe one last person want to before we wrap up. I saw your hand up at the very beginning, Josh, earlier when we first came back into the group. I'm not sure if that was about the recording right before I did it or not. Got it. Okay. <laughs> See the head shake there. Appreciate that. Awesome. Well, really appreciate everybody. Thanks for, for hopping on the line today for today's conversation. Some fantastic insights, especially around the ideas of setting boundaries, finding those preferred channels, leading with a, a human first intentionality, and really just bringing intention into all of your interactions with customers as you branch out. A lot of really great insights from everybody. We'll post a recap later and the recording will also be available. So make sure you also join next week with Jeff Kushmarek for the topics on onboarding and implementation. So if you have questions about that or insights on that, we would love to hear from you. So make sure same time next week and really look forward to everybody joining. Thanks everyone. Awesome, thank Thanks you. Everyone. Thank you. Nice to meet you. Hey guys, thanks so much for taking the time to listen to the Gain, Grow, Retain podcast. If you liked what you heard, please take a moment and share the podcast with your friends and colleagues and subscribe. We really appreciate it. Talk to you soon.